Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is David Murphy, Managing Partner for Financial Services Internationally at Publicis Sapient, a digital business transformation company. Thanks so much for joining me, David. Thank you. It's great to be here. So maybe we can start sort of at a very high level and really talk about, you know, how the COVID-19 pandemic is really impacting the global economy. So in, in terms of impact on the global economy, clearly it's it's been an un- unprecedented one. It's a health crisis that many generations, you could almost argue all generations, have never experienced. You know, the, mm. the last big global pandemic was probably in the late 1950s. And the economic impact that we're facing right now is unheard of. I think it was just yesterday the IMF said the impact of COVID-19 could be equal or worse than the Great Depression in the 1930s. And mm. so clearly, you know, and, and we we do a lot of work, and actually I spent all my time talking to banks and financial institutions, you know, the, the financial crisis 12 years ago pales in comparison at the moment. Right. So maybe let's go on to the, the next question I had, which is really around sort of the unique challenges that uh, is facing the financial services industry in particular. You know, this is the, the first time in at least 12 years, 15 years, where, where banks are really not the cause of the crisis. So mm. from a capital perspective, they are well prepared. They have strong reserves. And this time during the crisis, unlike previous crises, you know, they're the ones that the government and people are looking to to essentially help customers, small businesses weather this crisis and support their growth when the lockdown ends. With that said, there's there's still some challenges that banks are facing. Some have been existing challenges that they've they've seen for forever, and others are, are net new. I mean, the the one common challenge that is only worsened clearly is the interest rate environment. Mm-hmm. You know, moving from what were already significant lows before the crisis to as, as close to zero as you possibly can get now, which clearly doesn't help banks. And then there's a set of unique challenges that have come up courtesy of the crisis. The, the first being just internally for the banks, just a massive workforce displacement. And mm. they've worked to, to mobilize a number of business continuity plans. And I think what's come out of that process is actually the business continuity plans have never envisioned a scenario where you actually couldn't move a workforce to another backup location, um, but actually had to have a workforce working from home. You add on that the the government interventions in the economy, and so banks are now being asked to provide government-backed loans for small, medium enterprise businesses, support mortgage holidays. You know, their their customers themselves are drawing down their credit facilities. I think J.P. Morgan just yesterday mentioned that they've they've seen an unprecedented drawdown of credit facilities among small, medium enterprise businesses. And I guess what this is all leading to for banks more than anything else is the the types of servicing needs they have today among their customers are becoming more and more complex. So mm-hmm. the small percentage of high complex servicing needs are now becoming the effectively a, a day-to-day interaction that their call centers and their online services are having. And maybe let's dive a bit deeper into the whole, you know, remote working situation. How can banks best adapt to this remote employee, but then also the consumer base? Because a lot of banks have now shuttered their branches. 
Um, so how can they best adapt to this new situation? There's a few things they can do. And I, I think that the first, though, requires a recognition that a lot of banks, I would say before the crisis, had, had thought they had completed at least version 1.0 of digitization, maybe version 2.0. And, and we're feeling pretty good about the trajectory they are on. And I, I think what the crisis has highlighted more than anything else is that actually banks need to accelerate their digitization efforts. Mm -hmm. And you see just, you know, the, the massive challenges banks had with dealing with a workforce that had to you know operate remotely call centers have struggled enormously and the the servicing needs that they're facing are are unprecedented so i think as as banks adapt clearly there's an immediate set of responses they need to put into market and that's really just actually enabling themselves to meet the immediate needs of their employees and their their customers a lot of that is putting in the right remote working infrastructure adapting to new ways of working our belief is, is actually there's going to have to be a, a readjustment as well in terms of how the banks think about the world going forward. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have you have two elements that, you know, some of which may become permanent, some of which may reside over time. So one is from a, a permanence perspective, the digital channels, the contact center channels, you know, are, are the exclusive channels that customers are using today. And it was already digital was already at a high percentage, you know, 70 plus percent in the UK from a usage perspective. And now actually our belief is actually this is going to become permanent. So it's accelerating. So mm -hmm. thinking about what can you do to offer customers in the near term for the next six months, 12 months, it's providing education tools to help customers manage their finances and businesses in this disruption. It's thinking about your cash flow lending products for small, medium enterprise businesses as, as they're dealing with massive disruption in their supply chain. And actually, you know, and this is something we're starting to see a number of our clients focus on right now. It's thinking through new approaches to making decisions. So how can you pull in new data sets based off of what's happened with your customers who've clearly had an enormous disruption and rethink how you actually want to evaluate their suitability for loans and, and, and additional banking products. So there's some pretty big readjustments that we're seeing our clients needing to make with this model where you have a shift to digital as well as a customer base that is actually really struggling. And then our belief is if you if you kind of respond to the immediate needs of the crisis, readjust to what is happening in the market. The last thing is also a recognition that, you know, things will return to normal. And once, you know, we move out of these lockdowns, you know, people will start to spend again. People want to buy homes. They'll want to restart their businesses. Some people will need to close their businesses. As you think through that scenario, the types of services that you're going to want to offer to your customers, be it everything from helping them rethink their wealth and pension from a replanning perspective, providing an opportunity for small, medium enterprise businesses to work with their retail customers who are in need of jobs, thinking about how to actually help people leverage the identity that they've created with their bank to be able to access other services as things come back online. There's a number of innovative ways that banks can essentially prepare themselves to start growing once people come back into the workforce and the economy does turn itself back on. But do you think this situation has really pushed the role of banker into a purely digital experience? Do you think this is now the, the new business as usual and even after the crisis, um, after things sort of go back to normal as such, really, do you think that the whole digitalization journey has just taken this massive step forward? 
what the crisis is doing is more than anything else is accelerating what was already in place. Mm. So we don't necessarily see that there's a new world order that's going to exist at the end of the crisis, but there's people have already been moving down paths of change of rethinking their businesses. And all this is doing is accelerating it. So from a, a banker perspective, absolutely you know, more and more, you know, the, the interactions with, with customers will move into digital. It was already actually a very high, high percentage rate mm. just in the UK, over 70%. And this is all this is doing is just accelerating that, you know, you'll never get close to 100% or probably more. There'll always be time for when people need to speak to representatives in the contact center and the branches. But more and more, what we see is this is just accelerating it. We have a, a client of ours who is keeping a list of all the things that he's asked for in the past three years that have all of a sudden, and he was told were impossible, mm. uh, and all of a sudden have become possible in the past 10 days out of necessity. And mm. so his, his great example is actually that one of the big challenges he saw in contact centers was when they were being overloaded. He had asked his teams, why can't we just send calls to the branches? And he was told for three years it was, it was impossible. And mm. lo and behold, within 10 days of the crisis, that, that became possible. Mm. So I, I think what you're seeing is all those, those last hurdles from I can't really do this digitally or this is too impossible to really support. They're just being overcome today, and then that will become the new normal going forward. Well, thank you so much for your insights, David, and thanks to our audience for listening. This podcast was recorded on the 15th of April, 2020. Keep up to date by subscribing our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast.